Make the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia your place to stay and play on your next visit to Santa Anita. Located just a furlong east of iconic Santa Anita Racetrack on Huntington Drive, the Lay Meridian Hotel offers uncomplicated luxurious guest rooms and suites, a fitness center, meeting rooms for your group, and a newly refurbished dining room. A wide open bar and lounge makes the perfect gathering spot after a great day at the track. For reservations, call 626-777-6699 and use your Marriott Rewards points for even more savings. From the early morning workouts until after the last race is official, the Lay Meridian Hotel is a convenient and enjoyable way to maximize your next visit to Santa Anita. General Manager Katie Green welcomes you to a winning experience. The Lay Meridian Hotel, 130 Huntington Drive in Arcadia. The number for reservations once again, 626-777-6699. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Have you heard the news? You can get free Formulator Pass performances with DRF Bets. Sign up to get the best bonus in racing with a $250 deposit match and a $10 free bet, plus free Formulator Pass performances. Enjoy all the perks of using Formulator with projected odds, trainer patterns, race and horse notes, replays, and more. Never pay for past performances again. Just use the promo code WINNING when you register at DRF.com bet. That's winning at DRF.com bet. It's post time for Thoroughbred Los Angeles, the most informative and profitable hour of horse racing found anywhere. Thoroughbred Los Angeles is brought to you by Santa Anita, home of the 2023 Breeders' Cup World Thoroughbred Championships. By Daily Racing Form, exclusive past performance provider for Thoroughbred LA. By the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia, just a furlong east of Santa Anita. Call 626-777-6699 to reserve your Breeders' Cup room now. By Legacy Ranch, get your young horses started right at Legacy Ranch. And by Horsebills.com, enjoy billing made easy with Horsebills.com. By Sammy's Original, watch and wager where the 5 and 405 freeways collide at Sammy's Original in Lake Forest. By the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association, it pays to own a cow bread. By the Ragazin Sheets, the most effective handicapping tool available. Get the sheets. By Los Alamitos Night Quarter Horse Racing, sometimes your best day of racing is at night. By Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com, selections from Northern and Southern California each racing day. By the Derby Room at Fairplex Park in Pomona, the Inland Empire's newest and best satellite wagering facility. And by the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, where the action never stops. And now, here are your hosts, John Lindo and Bob Ike. 
And welcome to Thoroughbred Los Angeles, a Saturday edition. I'm Bob Ike, joined by John Lindo in just one minute. A short weekend at Santa Anita. We ran on Monday, so no racing yesterday. Today and tomorrow, 11 races on both cards. And first post note is 12.30 for both today and tomorrow. We are three weeks in front of the Breeders' Cup. Most of the prep races are done. We'll have coverage today from Santa Anita, Keeneland, Belmont at Aqueduct, and Gulfstream Park to talk about that and much more. I'll bring in John Lindo. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Doing really well. We've got a beautiful day here in uh, the Arcadia area. Again, 12.30 post, which is a change because we're running 11 races today and tomorrow. Field size looks pretty good today, John. And uh, let's start off by previewing the feature race. Calbreds are in the spotlight today, and that goes as the seventh race. It's the Cal Distaff Handicap coming down the hillside course. High weight in the race is Rose Maddox. Favorite on the line is Rose Dawson. How'd you see the race? Well, it's just a field of seven, but it's a tricky race, Bob. You, you, you talk about the morning line favorite, Rose Dawson. Uh, Juan Hernandez offs for her over Rose Maddox, so that's a good sign. But her best races have been over at Los Alamitos. And the second choice, Rose Maddox, to me, she's kind of a router more than she is a sprinter. Uh, the one race that she shows in her past performances down the hill, she was only this, able to split a field. So there's, n- there's no guarantee she's going to jump forward at this distance. So that opens up the race quite a bit. I'm going to lean a little bit to number three, ultimate high in this spot. I can make an excuse for her uh, fifth-place finish in the Solana Beach at Del Mar last time. She came out of the race with a foot abscess, which has since been cleared up. Uh, she's coming out of a couple of routes, and I like that angle, going route to sprint down the hill. She's proven down the hillside course. Good work's coming into this race, and Humberto Rispoli picks up the mount again. I think she's got a good chance to make the last run in here. She's 3-1 to one on the program. Uh, of the two roses, I, you know, I, I would assume that uh, Rose Maddox, coming off a second in the Solana Beach, if she handles this course, she, she might be the one to beat. But, again, there's some question marks there. And if you want to take a flyer, I don't see anybody who's going to run with number one organic in this race. Uh, she did win at six and a half furlongs, but that was on the flat at Santa Anita. Six and a half down the hill is a different animal altogether. But I would not be surprised if she's five or six lengths clear crossing the main track. And at that point, you just try and hang on. I don't like the fact that she comes out of five furlong races and tries to get to the six and a half down the hill. That's a, a long, different type of race. But... She's going to be clear, and she's 10 to 1 on the program. So uh, a, a slight push to ultimate high in here. It's a spread race for me in all the rolling bets. Yeah, and John, what kind of stood out to me, you just talked about, I, I don't see much pace in here. I think Organic makes the lead very handily. I uh, love Hector Berrios on these kind of horses, and, you know, you could do worse than 10 to 1, I think. It's, it is a very competitive race for a seven-horse field. Uh, I think the lack of pace even makes it tougher, John. Let's uh, go back now, John, and start to review some of these uh, Breeders' Cup prep races that we saw last weekend, and we saw a lot of them. And I want to start with what we saw here in Southern California first, and a horse who I wasn't sure wanted to go two turns. I wasn't sure how much quality he had. But, boy, was I impressed by the way Muth won the American Pharaoh. He rated kindly, and he looks to me, John, like the two-year-old they're going to have to beat out here at Santa Anita in three weeks. Yeah, I agree, Bob. And I was very surprised. From the inside post, I thought for sure 
that he would go to the lead. He's got speed. We know that. And uh, the way he switched off, sat behind horses, didn't get rank, and just took the dirt in his face, and then cut the corner and finished up to get the win, I thought was really impressive. He took a big step forward in that race uh, for Bob Baffert. So he is going to be one of three Bob Baffert horses pointing to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, the runner-up in, in the race uh, w- w- will also go. And uh, then we have the horse sitting on the sidelines, Prince of Monaco, who skipped that race to go straight to the Juvenile. So Bob Baffert will be well represented as, as usual in the two-year-old race. And you talk about the two-year-olds, uh, you know, the, the big guys have their horses ready to go, Bob, over at uh, uh, at and, uh, let's start with, I guess we'll go to Keelan first, the Breeders' Fraternity. Uh, Todd Fletcher had locked in there, and he was a heavy favorite. I don't think the, the win was spectacular by any means, but it's tough to win from an outside post there. And Locke got the job done in the Breeders' Fraternity. And then Brad Cox sent Timberlake. He avoided Locke at, at Keelan, went up to New York, and they won the Champagne on a wet track. And I thought he was pretty impressive sitting off the pace and finishing. So, You've got Baffert, Pletcher, and Brad Cox all ready to go for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Surprise, surprise, right? We, we never see those names uh, when it comes to uh, <laughs> the, the young horses or in, any, of the, any of the divisions, really. Uh, John, what about, uh, I want to come back to Southern California. We saw a real wind machine in Didia, and uh, she beat Anaset pretty handily. We thought it was those two, and, and Didia was just much the best uh, going long on the turf. And, you know, I, I think she'll move forward out of that win, Bob. She hadn't raced since June. Uh, she had missed a little time. She had a little, a, a little cut she had to deal with, and she missed the Beverly D. But now she has a, a race going a mile and a quarter down the turf, uh, the hillside course at Santa Anita. And the way she ran away from those fillies, and it looked like she had plenty left at the wire. Uh, this is a filly with a, a wins races. She's tactical. Uh, we'll see what comes over from Europe. But as far as uh, the, the leaderboard out here in the West Coast, Based on that, when she's got to be a contender in the Philly and Mare turf. And I know a horse you were impressed with uh, was up to up to the mark, the way that one won. Another horse coming off the layoff, he was in the Coolmore Mile at Keeneland for trainer Todd Fletcher, and he had kind of a short work pattern, but you had to be impressed the way he ran down the Godolphin horse, Master of the Seas, coming off a win in the, good, in the Woodbine Mile. Up to the mark, sat behind Master of the Seas, and the last 16th of a mile, he just outkicked him. I thought both horses ran great. If they both show up here in at uh, Santa Anita, they're contenders. And uh, Mike Rapoli, the owner of Up to the Mark, said after the race, they were looking at the turf as opposed to the Breeders' Cup mile. So that was a little interesting. He's never been a mile and a half. But uh, if he moves forward off that win in the Coolmore mile, I think he's the best American turf horse we have right now. And then Idiomatic, another winner, winner at Keeneland. This one, uh, I believe, was Brad Cox, right, John? And uh, a, a, dis- a major disappointment in the race to me was Nest, and, and she just does not seem like the same horse this year. Yeah, it looks like Nest has flattened out. She missed the break, and that cost her a lot of position early, gave Idiomatic an easy lead. And uh, once she gave that big filly you know, uh, the, the control of the race, it was all over. Uh, she won very easy. She's going to be one of the players in the distaff. But in most of those distaff races, the Beldame, uh, you know, at that, in Belmont, and, or Belmont at Aqueduct, excuse me, um, they've been all kind of one wire to wire with horses getting easy leads. So it'll be a little different type of race in the Breeders' Cup distaff, and, and we'll see what happens. So 
even though uh, Idiomatic was an easy winner, she got an easy lead on a slow pace, and those will not be the conditions at Santa Anita and the distaff. So there's a little bit of a question mark there, and we'll have to see how this race goes, who draws in. But uh, as far as current form, Idiomatic, very, very sharp right now. And that's pretty much, uh, we have most of the preps now, or almost all the preps uh, under our belt. I guess today's race at Keeneland, the QE2 Cup uh, for three-year-old fillies going a mile and an eighth on the turf. Could be sort of a last chance uh, if somebody wanted to to go ahead and win that race impressively and come on out to Santa Anita three weeks in front. So we will definitely be watching their feature today at Keeneland, a 10-race card there. The ninth race on that card is the Grade 1 Queen Elizabeth II Cup. Uh, always a co- good competitive race, John. But let's uh, also talk about a couple developments. And, and yesterday, very sad news, one of the top Phillies in the country, a champion, Echo Zulu, broke down in her workout here at Santa Anita. This is a filly from the Steve Asmussen barn. She's 9 for 11, lifetime champion, 2-year-old filly of 21, was pointing for uh, probably the distaff sprint. And she's probably, you know, under surgery right now, John, trying to be saved. It was a left front injury, so fill us in on that. Right, she was working in, in company with Gunite and uh, another very good horse for trainer Steve Asmussen and got hurt yesterday. From what I understand, the Steve Asmussen stable was pointing her to face the boys in the Breeders' Cup sprint going six furlongs as opposed to the Philly and Mare sprint going seven furlongs. But either way, it was a very serious injury. Uh, Dr. Ryan Carpenter, who was, did the vet work for, for me for so many years, uh, he's a terrific surgeon. He's going to handle the surgery today. Let's hope everything goes well uh, there. And uh, just a shame. He's just a terrific filly and very fast. Uh, it's, it's a shame we don't get to see her try the boys there. As far as uh, the other, only other defection I have from this week, uh, Nutella Fella, who won the hopeful at uh, Saratoga, did not make the champagne. He, had, he reportedly had a bruised foot. Well, they did some x-rays, and they found a hairline fracture. So he's now on the sidelines, so he will not show up for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. So those are the two defections of, of Breeders' Cup pro, uh, hopefuls trying to get here at Santa Anita at the beginning of, of November. Okay, so we're up to date uh, three weeks out, and we will continue to follow all the developments as we get closer. Uh, John, we want to get a pick from you today. You put out your selection sheet, the Lindo Report, covering both Santa Anita and Keeneland. Uh, Last week you gave us Stay Hot, a nice winner here at 780 on Saturday's show. Uh, And you also threw seven days of racing on the Lindo Report, 66 top-choice winners. That's 36%, and you're showing a flat bet profit so where do you want to go today the lindo report brought to us of course by the south point and today's racingdigest.com where do you want to go for your radio play i'll give you two i'll, I'll do one from santa anita and one from keeneland because i have a lindo report there as well at the south point so for santa anita first santa anita race number 10 horse number one Gazali. I thought it ran really well, just missed this same allowance level down at Del Mar. Uh, gets a big rider switch to Hector Barrios from the rail. I think he falls into a nice stocking trip. He owns a win going two turns at Santa Anita. 7-2 on the morning line. Race number 10, horse number 1, Ghazali at Santa Anita. And then going to Keeneland, where the track is fast and the turf is labeled good after some rain this morning. I tell you what, let's go down to race number 6. Number 2, Doorknock is back in with Maidens after running se- second in the sapling at Monmouth last time out. 
uh, from post two. He had another horse that ever fallen into the nice kind of stocking trip from the inside that you want to get. They go into that turn very quick at Keeneland. Seven to two on the program. Number two, Dornak back on the drop to the proper level. Race number six at Keeneland. And Bob, you've got your sheet going again today. You gave us on your best plays on Monday, Lucky Girl at fifteen forty to win the feature. Uh, you're going to give us a play as well, correct? Yes, uh, and I use races 1, 10, and 11 today as my best plays. $144 in a very, very challenging late pick five today. And I'm going to go to the final race on the card. It's the 11th race. These are mid-grade claimers going a mile on the turf. I'm going to try number six, Birth of Cool, who's 5-1 to one on the morning line. Ran poorly up at Golden Gate last time. We're going to have to throw that race out. But go back to Del Mar one race. I thought that was a good, solid try behind a sharp horse named Lottery Pick. This horse has run well at Santa Anita in the past. And again, I love the jockey switch here going to Hector Berrios. Uh, he can ride all my turf horses, John, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, 11th race today, number six, Birth of Cool, 5-1 to one on the morning line, will be my radio play. We'll take our first time out. When we come back, we have some interesting developments to talk about from last week, and we'll bring in the heavy artillery. Jay Privman will be here to talk about that. Bruce Finkelstein from Bet on Bruce. That'll be the next segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles right here on AM830 K. LAA, home of Raiders football. Angels Radio, AMA 30. World Class Racing is back at Spectacular Santa Anita, and our 19 day autumn meet will be highlighted by the Breeders' Cup World Championships, which will be hosted by Santa Anita for a record 11th time on November 3rd and 4th. Make your reservations now at breederscup.com slash tickets. Fans, in addition to great racing, Santa Anita has now returned to a traditional pick six with a 70-30 split and daily consolation payoffs along with a carryover if there are no tickets with six winners. This Saturday, California-bred fillies and mares will take center stage at six and a half furlongs down the hillside turf course in the $100,000 California Distaff Handicap, which will be part of our $3 all-turf Big 3. Fans make plans to be here the next two Fridays, October 20th and 27th, as we'll have free admission and parking, along with $3 beers and $5 margaritas. And please note, on Saturday, we'll have 11 races with first post time at 12.30. Developed by Horsemen, Horsebills.com is a cost-effective, time-saving, environment-friendly, paperless revolution of how equine industries bill and receive payments. Vendors are able to generate electronic invoices for each horse, whose owners can pay through the same website with just one click. Say goodbye to stacks of invoices, handwritten checks, and postage costs. Easy accounting for all parties with the highest online security measures. Get started free at Horsebills.com. Simply register with your name and email address. Free to sign up. No subscription fees to vendors until the first invoice. For owners, you get a free account, comprehensive dashboard with information on all horses owned and billing records, ACH and credit card payment options. For vendors, generate invoices efficiently and receive payments quickly from both owners and other vendors. Syndicate and partnership managers get flexible billing and payment options to both vendors and syndicate members. For more info, call 888-938-4643, 888-938-4643, or log on to horsebills.com. That's horsebills.com. 
Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. For upcoming promotions, go to TheDerbyRoom.com. TheDerbyRoom.com. See you at the Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Let Legacy Ranch prepare your horses the right way before heading to the racetrack. Farm trainer Terry Knight oversees the five furlong training track meticulously maintained by well-known track supervisor Richard Tedesco. Your horses will get the time, experience, and individual attention they need to be fully prepped and give them their best chance for success at the races. Located in Clements, California, the 145 acres of Legacy Ranch provides large pastures and grass paddocks too. For more information or to schedule a visit to Legacy Ranch, call Farm Manager Terry Knight at 510-928-4980 or log on to LegacyRanchInc.com. Don't forget to check out the Red Hot Legacy Ranch Stallion Straight Fire, Clubhouse Ride, and Mr. Big on your visit. Don't get left at the gate. Be part of the winning team at Legacy Ranch. Online at LegacyRanchInc.com. G'day, this is Michael Rona, and you're listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA. Welcome back, Thoroughbred Los Angeles, Bob Ike and John Lindo. Before we bring in Jay Pribman, John, how about Cowbred of the Week? And we're going to go up to Fresno for this one. Right, the big Fresno Fair, Clovis Connection, made it four straight stakes wins when he re-rallied for the win in the Harris Farm Stakes at Fresno last Saturday. Clovis Connection is by Bronski out of the perfect mandate mare, La Darling, is owned and was bred by Judy and William Hedrick, and is trained by Blaine Wright. He now has seven wins from ten lifetime starts, and the gelding has already earned $250,000. A nice cowbred winner of the Harris Farms, Clovis Connection, our cowbred of the week. Well, John, whenever we have issues that develop uh, within the industry, we like to bring in our big gun, the heavy artillery, Jay Pribman, to kind of set the record straight on everything. Good morning, Jay. How are you? Good. How are you, Bob? How are you, John? We are doing, doing well, great. Jay. And uh, I, I'm going to set the stage, Jay, and then you can kind of take over and, and tell us what was wrong with this situation. It was Sunday's eighth race, the Surfer Girl Stakes. Dreamfire edged Buttercream Babe. I think the margin was about a, a long head or a neck. Dreamfire came out, I thought, one lane, gave a solid bump uh, to Buttercream Babe. There was a steward's inquiry. Personally, Jay, I thought it was a close call. I think the stewards probably made the right call, but I really think it was a, a 60-40. It was not an easy, clear-cut call. Uh, the trainer of the winner was O.J. Haragay. His brother, Steward Louis Haragay. Jay, uh, take us through it and tell us what's wrong with that scenario. Well, what's wrong is that it's obviously a conflict of interest to have the brother of the trainer adjudicating an inquiry. And I'm with you, Bob. I, I, I thought the incident was, you know, on the border, and I'm of the opinion that, you know, unless there's clear evidence, you, you shouldn't take the horse down. But irrespective of that, to me, it's just outrageous that the California Horse Racing Board allows a, the brother of a trainer 
to sit in on a race and rule on it. And even if you thought this ruling was correct, you can't have a situation like that. The people who either bet on the runner-up or own and train and rode the runner-up, how can they go away from that inquiry feeling as though they got a fair shake? It's an obvious conflict of interest, and it's an unforced error here because at all California tracks there's a safety steward, and you could easily, for that one race, have the safety steward, in the case of Santa Anita, it's David Noosh, a former jockey, just like Louis Hargi. He can certainly step in for that race, watch the race, Hopefully nothing happens, and then leave, and Louie can proceed with the rest of the card. But if something happens, you've eliminated any perception that there's favoritism there. And, you know, the other aspect of that, that specific race, the surfer girl, is that that potentially has breeders' cup implications in terms of who gets in and who doesn't. Uh, you know, and if, if uh, a DQ had been made there, it might change who ends up running in the Breeders' Cup of those two races, who's in and who maybe is on the, the AE list. Uh, hopefully they both get in, but it shouldn't be in that position. And there's an easy workaround with the safety steward. Uh, you know, Louis Hargi should be smarter than this. He should know that that's a conflict if his brother's got a horse in the race and to step away. And I also blame his supervisors, Scott Chaney the, at the California Horse Racing Board, and even Daryl McCark, who's the head of the stewards uh, in California. Both of them, if, if Louis Hargi doesn't realize, as he should, that that's a conflict, they should step in ahead of time and say, you're not doing that race. And I really hope that if that horse runs in the Breeders' Cup, <laughs> that changes are made because this would be a national and an international embarrassment to California racing to have a steward in the booth ruling on a race that his brother has a runner in as a trainer. And we don't even have to wait till Breeders' Cup, guys. First race today, Downburst drew in from the also-eligible list, trained by O.J. Haragay. We'll see if this situation is rectified uh, even by today's first race. Well, it, 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 sh it should have been rectified before all this happened. I mean, obviously, O.J. Haragay runs down here now. He's going to run down here more with what's going on in the Bay Area and you know, this is an easily rectified situation. Uh, you know, Louis Hargi can step aside for the races. His brother has runners in, and, and David Noosh can, can be in the booth. It's, it's really not that hard, and it's kind of mind-boggling that the, the people who are directly involved in this didn't see that ahead of time. And you actually got some pushback on this, Jay, when you commented on Twitter. Uh, you don't have to comment, but the people that push back, I'll just call them the low-hanging fruit uh, of Twitterverse, because how anybody could think this, this is not a potential problem uh, is beyond me. You had a good analogy, Jay. If you were being sued by someone, would you want that person's brother to be the judge? Uh, I, I don't think any of us would, right? Exactly. I mean, when was the last time you saw an umpire at a baseball game whose brother was the manager of, of, of one of the teams? The, the answer is never. Well, John, Linda, we have a, another situation we wanted Jay to comment on, so I'll let you handle that part of it. Yeah, Jay, uh, the, on the CHRB w website, there was a complaint that was posted this week against trainer Dan Blacker for failing to complete pre-workout veterinary exams, which are required uh, for when horses work out. Over an 18-month period, over 500 horses that he worked did not have 
the pre-veterinary workout exams posted properly. Now, I have a qu- couple of questions, I'm, and let's go through the timeline on this, but, okay, you know, one or two, maybe you, you let the guy know and they make the corrections. How does it get to over a year and to 500 without anybody checking these things? Yeah, and that, and that is the, the big issue here, John. As you know, there's, there's two aspects of, of paperwork that need to be filed for horses to work out. At Santa Anita, they require trainers to submit workout requests ahead of time to the racing office. But there's a, there's a California Horse Racing Board rule that requires veterinarians for any track in California, and this isn't just a Santa Anita rule, this is a, a racing board rule, the vets have to submit paperwork saying that within 72 hours of a horse working out, I have observed that horse and he's good to go. And that's where the situation arose here in regards to Dan Blacker. Uh, he had a horse that unfortunately suffered a fatal injury in a workout in July. And then the racing board apparently went back and looked at whether or not workout reports, the vet report, had been filed for that horse. Uh, three of the four works for that horse, it was a two-year-old, had not been filed. And then they went back and did a forensic over the last 18 months and found that there were 527 out of 789 works for which no vet report had been filed. That's inexcusable. And it shows that the California Horse Racing Board is not doing their job. There's no way that something like this should have gone on for 18 months or more uh, if that horse hadn't suffered uh, a fatal injury. So, you know, what I want to know here, and this is, I guess, what will come out when Dan Blacker has his hearing with the stewards is, you know, did the vet fail to file the report? Uh, Did the vet even do the check as required? You know, that's, that's the aspect of of stuff here. That's, that's still not clear. Uh, As far as I can tell, Dan Blacker at least did what he was supposed to do in terms of communicating with the racing office. Now, you could say that maybe Dan should have been riding herd on his, on his vet to turn the paperwork in and to make sure. But to me, until I know more about this, this is more on the vet, not turning it in. Uh, but I'd also be curious, you know, the vets are supposed to do these checks. Normally, you would bill someone for having a vet check done. Were people billed for things that didn't happen or things happen and the paperwork wasn't filed all of this still to come out but the overriding thing here john and you alluded to it earlier what is the california horse racing board doing they have a rule that they're obviously not enforcing they're not even looking at so it makes it look like these rules are just for show and when we go around saying that we're looking out for the best of the horses this betrays that i want to give you uh, one quote from mike martin jay from the spokesman for the chrb and he told the, the pilot report the following, quote, the CHRB does not have the resources to check, check, to check vet credentials to determine if all those horses compiled uh, or have complied with the rule. And uh, he says we do verify whenever a horse is injured. Well, isn't the purpose of, of having those vet checks to look at those before the horse does any kind of exercise they're supposed to to try and prevent those injuries? I mean, if you look after something's happened, to me, it's just too late. Correct. And the other thing, John, I mean, and I, and I posted this on Twitter, you know, when you submit those, a, a vet report, it wouldn't be hard to cross-reference the work tabs over the weekend or, or each day 
with the paperwork that has been turned in. It was, I can't imagine it would take more than 30 minutes a day to have an alphabetized list of all the horses for whom vet reports were submitted and cross-reference that with horses who worked. And if there's a horse on the tab who doesn't have a vet report submitted, you immediately go to that trainer and say, hey, and, and the vet, and say, hey, you missed it this one time. Next time it happens, you're in big trouble. And, and you eliminate that. So to say that we don't have the resources, what, you don't have a half hour a day uh, to do that? That, to me, just is not accurate, uh, and, it, and, it's, and it's inexcusable. And if, if you're going to have a rule and not enforce it, well, then what's the point of having the rule other than to make you appear outwardly as though you're doing something when in reality you're not? Jay, we appreciate you keeping a watchful eye on the industry and, as always, coming on and explaining these things in such great detail. Thank you for your time, and we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, John, for having me on. All right. That was Jay Pribman, and we'll go right now to uh, Bruce Finkelstein from BetOnBruce.com. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, John. How's it going, guys? We're doing well, and before we want to get a, a, a selection from down here, take a look at the uh, QE2 at Keeneland today. That's their ninth race, three-year-old fillies a mile and an eighth, uh, grade one, very competitive race on paper. Bruce, how would you see it? It's a really good race, isn't it? Uh, we have some Euro imports and a uh, neat race. By the way, before I get going here, four late scratches in the QE2, uh, numbers 3, 5, 9, and 11 are late scratches in that race. Now, the scratch of the nine, Heavenly Sunday, could change a little bit of the pace. She figured to go to the lead, so could be a little bit slower pace in here. I'm looking at three horses intently here. I, I'm going to go with a little bit of a price, though. The 12 Papilio kind of uh, is an interesting sort. She won the grade two Appalachian here on a good turf course. She'll be again on a good turf course. Not only did she win... Uh, there was uh, a, an incident in the stretch that kind of made the, the, the win even more remarkable. Now, in the running line, it says that she lugged in, and that's kind of half right. Yeah, she did sort of lug in a bit, but there was also a chain reaction involving Heavenly Sunday, the horse that scratched, that kind of caused a chain reaction and bumped her, kind of sideswiped her. If you watch the replay, when she took the bump, she threw her head out towards the grandstand, sort of hesitated, and had to get going again, had to collect herself. It was pretty darn impressive considering that mid-stretch incident. Uh, she's back at Keeneland. That's, I think, the best race she's run. So I'm going to give her the slight edge, but there's two others that, that merit strong consideration. Elusive Princess was an impressive winner of the Saratoga Oaks. That was in a driving rainstorm on a soft turf. She's not going to quite get that boggy of a turf course here today, but certainly she was impressive in that race. And then you have the horse coming in from um, uh, Great Britain through Dubai, the four Maj. I watched a couple of her races last night. The race at Dubai at a mile, uh, she had an easy lead and just looked phenomenal, but kind of a little bit pace-aided. Her, her, her race at uh, Newmarket was a 20-horse field in a straightaway race. She didn't get an easy lead this day. It says in the PPs that it, it looks like she went to the front, not the case. She laid a off a couple of horses. She could not have been more game in, in that win, in that one-turn mile. She just, uh, in, and I mean the straightaway mile. Um, and uh, the, the knock against her today, she'd been away five months. 
and now they're asking her to go a mile and eighth, but she's got plenty of ability and heart. So a really neat race. I'm going to go with a little bit of a price over the horse with a win over the track, the only horse with a win over the track, the 12 Papilio, but strong consideration to the two favorites, the two elusive princess and the four Mage. John Lindo. And Bruce, we've got to get a play for you from Southern California. We've got 11 races at Santa Anita Day, 1231st post time. Where do you want to go for a Santa Anita play? Well, let's stay with that Euro theme, John. Let's go to the fifth race. These are maidens going six furlongs on the turf. And a horse that I really like here is the rail, not a sinner, coming in from Ireland. This horse has only one start, it, and uh, it, was a game, it was a sharp third. Difference in those Euro sprints, though, is they don't go at an American tempo. And the first two finishers in that race were on the lead. They weren't going real fast. This horse, not a sinner, was fourth early and kept trying, but the pace didn't really allow her to get there. But she was only beaten a length and a quarter, and that was also against open company, meaning uh, males. Uh, uh, a gelding actually won that race, Ocean Baroque. She now faces Phillies. I think she's going to love going the American uh, with the faster American pace. She gets another furlong to work with, and we know these Euros do very well here. So in race five, let's go with the one not a sinner at a very tempting six to one on the morning. And tell us, tell us what's available at betonbruce.com. We have full card analysis at Santa Anita. Nice program today there. We also have the last six races of the day at Keeneland. And um, we also have best bets. Audio is included. One more note before we leave. A horse to watch at Keeneland today in the last race the horse that won the Lexington Stakes for Brad Cox's first mission, who looked like maybe a derby hopeful, makes his return today in an allowance race. So I'll be checking him out, too, the one horse in the 10th race. Great job, Bruce, and we will talk to you again next Saturday. Take care, guys. All right, that was Bruce Finkelstein. We'll take our next time out. When we come back, John Hardoon from the Rags and Sheets, Toby Callett from tobycallett.com. That'll be the next segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles right here on AM830 KLAA, home of Raiders football. Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cow bred. Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cow breads. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800 or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cowbred. 
Make plans now to avoid the traffic gridlock. Sammy's Original Lake Forest is looking forward to becoming your wagering headquarters in Orange County. Our 2,700-square-foot Las Vegas-inspired race book includes individual viewing terminals, ample self-serve betting machines, live tellers, and their no-parking or cover charges at Sammy's Original. Help celebrate our 10-year anniversary with a special menu featuring rollback prices in the race book for all our players. Sammy's Original is located where the 5 and 405 freeways collide in Lake Forest at 23221 Lake Center Drive. First post time each racing day at Sammy's Original is 10 a.m. Come in, enjoy the great food, the great racing, and see what Sammy's Original is all about. For more information, call 949-716-2367 or log on to Sammy'sOriginal.com. See you at Sammy's Original in Lake Forest. Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin Sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin speed ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin Sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin Sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin Sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin Sheets are used by players like you. The Rags and Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Rags and Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. Horse players, Los Alamitos has a big six carryover of over $58,000 this Saturday night. And with the new money to be wagered on Saturday, the total pool could be around $200,000. Remember, racing fans, Los Alamitos offers a traditional $2 pick six with no jackpot provisions. Our first post on Saturday night follows the final race at Santa Anita. It should be a great pick six sequence at beautiful Los Alamitos Racecourse. And as always, the best of quarter horse racing continues at Los Alamitos Racecourse. Every Saturday and Sunday night, featuring two of night racing's best bets, the early and late pick fours. Looking for a great spot to enjoy the live racing action? The Vessels Club has a great table just for you. Inside seating and patio tables are available. For reservations, call 714-820-2681. And of course, Burgart Sports Bar is open for every live racing program. The best of racing, a great pick six wager, always at Los Alamitos. Remember, we have a pick six carryover of over $58,000 this Saturday night. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Welcome back, Thoroughbred Los Angeles, Bob Ike, John Lindo. Let's bring in John Hardoon from the Rags and Sheets. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? Good, Bob. How are you? Good morning, John. I know you got some weather there. Uh, you got a few races off the turf there at Belmont at Aqueduct. Tell us about it, John. It is absolutely pouring rain here. Races uh, two and four remain on the turf. They're stake races. The rest will all be coming off the turf. And, John, before we get a couple plays from you, uh, was there any Breeders' Cup prep race that really kind of uh, stood out to you last weekend? Yeah, I like the way Timberlake ran in the Champagne. Uh, this is an improving horse for Cox. He's getting better with each start. He ran really well two starts back when he had all kinds of trouble. Uh, last time out, he stepped up, and uh, I think this is going to be a horse that you're going to have to deal with uh, come Breeders' Cup date. John Lindo. 
Well, John, uh, with, with the weather conditions at New York, we're going to get a couple of plays from you. Where do you want to go for your first play today, whether it be Aqueduct or anywhere else around the country? You know, we're going to avoid Aqueduct today. Let's look at Keelan's eighth race, and it's a terrific betting race here. There's a late scratch of the one Stella Lily, but leaves a field of ten. And I like the number nine horse in here, Zeitlos. Uh, this is a three-year-old filly from the Stevens Mucin barn. Kristen Torres aboard to ride. This horse's best race was uh, at Keelan, returns to Keelan today, ran on the turf last time out at Kentucky Downs, 5-1 to one on the morning line. I like number nine, Zeitlos, and I would play an exacta box with number 11, Rarify. 9-11 exacta box and bet the nine horse to win. Excellent. And, John, did you have a play at Santa Anita last week, by the way? Let's mention you gave us Arzac to win the Woodford at Keeneland, and all Arzac did was pay $25.66. So uh, a great hit for you there, John. Uh, do you have something at Santa Anita for us? Yeah, let's look at the opener today, a full field with 12 on the turf, and I like the number nine horse in here in your face. Uh, this is a five-year-old mare from the red-hot Peter Uriton barn. He was hot at Del Mar, and he continues on the hot streak at Santa Anita. I like the rider switch to Juan Hernandez, 7-2 on the morning line. Number nine, in your face, wins today's opener out at Santa Anita. Tell us about the website and what's available today, John. J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N.com, three best plays, $10, full card, $25. Today we have Belmont, Keeland, and Santa Anita selections. Thank you, John, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Stay safe and be well. All right. That was John Hardoon from the Rags and Sheets. And uh, now let's go to Toby Callett at tobycallett.com and todaysracingdigest.com. Toby, how are you today? Hello, Bob. How's it going, Toby? Oh, we're great. We're great. Uh, pouring down rain in Pittsburgh, but uh, we'll get over it. <laughs> uh, was the high school reunion last night, Toby? No, it's tonight. Or tonight. There were a couple of parties tonight. yesterday, last, <laughs> late afternoon and last night, and it was fun. Uh, I've held up well against the competition, so to speak. You generally do, Toby. Uh, John Lindo, go ahead and jump in. <laughs> it's hard to ask a question after that, Toby. But anyway, you, you've got, I think, seven races on the Tapita Gulfstream, so can you find a, a winner on one of the dirt races down there in Florida today? We're sure going to try. We did it yesterday. They only had seven competitors and one dirt, so uh, the, the pressure was really on. But uh, today there's actually four dirts, and uh, we're going to handle it with race nine as our radio play. And here I like the seventh. His name is Steel Sunshine. The blinkers come off today. This trainer, Bobby DeBona, has a great record with the blinkers off, and uh, the open outside post, I think, is a, is a tremendous advantage. Behind the Steel Sunshine, we're using the one miles B, the five positive review, and number six lightning tones who comes off our horses to watch list to add a little value to the gimmicks. Seven one five six to get all the sticks in today's ninth at Gulfstream Park. And tell us about TobyCallett.com. We've got all Gulfstream all the time. Of course, there was the Breeders' Cup coming up. Full card uh, analysis for both Friday and Saturday for this year's Breeders' Cup. Enjoy the night, Toby, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Bob. Hey, John, before we break, let's mention one news, another little bit of news that came out during the week. Frankie DeTore has postponed his retirement, which was supposed to happen at the end of this year. And 
I will say, John, I made the prediction on this show a few months ago that DeTore would not retire. Things were going way too well. He's too healthy, and he has too many big mounts still throughout the world. He's going to come to California here in the winter and, and look for a derby horse. And, and you know what, John? He might finish out his career here in the United States. So uh, good news. Frankie DeTore has not called it a career. No, you know, and he showed this past winter. He's still got it, and he's, he's ridden winners all around the world this year. He'll be back at the Breeders' Cup in, in November, and it would be great to see him this wintertime. He was having fun and enjoying life, and, you know, we might even see him at Del Mar next summer, and you got to remember the Breeders' Cup in 2024 is at Del Mar, so I'm sure he'll be lined up for a few calls down there as well. So great to see uh, Frankie DeTore back this winter in Santa Anita. Yeah, he's not going anywhere for a while, John, and uh, I thought that from the beginning. He just, when when a guy still has something left, it's just so hard to walk away, and uh, I think we saw that again with Frankie DeTore, so we'll get to see him for a while longer. Let's take our final time out. When we come back, Michael Rona will fill us in on everything that's going on at Los Alamitos in the final segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles right here on AM 830 KLAA. You you feel my soul sky high when your loving starts To the boogie into my brain Goes to bang, bang, bang Till my feet do the same Angels Radio AMA 30 World Class Racing is back at Spectacular Santa Anita and our 19-day autumn meet will be highlighted by the Breeders' Cup World Championships which will be hosted by Santa Anita for a record 11th time on November 3rd and 4th Make your reservations now at breederscup.com slash tickets. Fans, in addition to great racing, Santa Anita has now returned to a traditional pick six with a 70-30 split and daily consolation payoffs along with a carryover if there are no tickets with six winners. This Saturday, California-bred fillies and mares will take center stage at six and a half furlongs down the hillside turf course in the $100,000 California Distaff Handicap, which will be part of our $3 all-turf pick three. Fans make plans to be here the next two Fridays, October 20th and 27th, as we'll have free admission and parking, along with $3 beers and $5 margaritas. And please note, on Saturday, we'll have 11 races with first post time at 12.30. Make the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia your place to stay and play on your next visit to Santa Anita. Located just a furlong east of iconic Santa Anita Racetrack on Huntington Drive, the Lay Meridian Hotel offers uncomplicated luxurious guest rooms and suites, a fitness center, meeting rooms for your group, and a newly refurbished dining room. A wide open bar and lounge makes the perfect gathering spot after a great day at the track. For reservations, call 626-777-6699 and use your Marriott Rewards points for even more savings. From the early morning workouts until after the last race is official, the Lay Meridian Hotel is a convenient and enjoyable way to maximize your next visit to Santa Anita. General Manager Katie Green welcomes you to a winning experience. The Lay Meridian Hotel, 130 Huntington Drive in Arcadia. The number for reservations once again, 626-777-6699. From Golden Gate to Santa Anita to Del Mar, and everywhere racing is conducted in California, Bruce Finkelstein's Bet on Bruce has you covered. Full card selections available every racing day at BetOnBruce.com. Get advice on multi-wager ticket structures and improve your return on investment with Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com. 
Bet on experience. BetOnBruce.com. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back. Final segment, Thoroughbred Los Angeles. John Lindo, before we bring in Michael Rona, tell us uh, quickly about the Breeders' Cup seminars we'll be doing up in Vegas in three weeks. Well, I'll be at the South Plain Hotel on Friday after day one of the Breeders' Cup, 6 p.m. in the Grandview Lounge. We'll be going over day two, the Saturday card, and I'll have John Hardoon with me and Ralph Sirocco will be hosting. And then you're going to handle the uh, west side of town over in Semlin, correct? Yeah, I'll be at the Rampart with Dwayne Colucci, same time, John, and uh, we'll, that'll be Friday night after day one of the Breeders' Cup. Uh, a couple other options, if you can't be on track, make sure to look at Sammy's down at uh, where the 5 and the 405 collide. First post time there at Sammy's is in about seven minutes, or the Derby Room out at Fairplex, another great spot if you can't be live at Santa Anita. Well, let's bring in Michael Rona because uh, we got a lot to talk about. First of all, Michael, uh, impressive and Impressum and apolitical Pence. Well, the score is now 2-2 two to two, the way Impressum handled him last weekend. Good morning, Michael. Good morning to you, Bob. Yes, mate, in the uh, Grade 1 Robert Bonifus Invitational Championship last Saturday night, Impressum was much too strong in the run home. Apolitical Pence Shot for the lead, as everybody anticipated, but he had no answer to Impressum getting up on his inside. And uh, Impressum went home the stronger to win by a pretty clear margin to take his career record to 22 wins from 30 starts. And as you mentioned, that rivalry now tied up to a peach. One of the victories a political Pence had enjoyed over Impressum was in the same race last year. So Impressum's win would have been very sweet for the connections, both have already qualified to the champion of champions in December. This was a qualifying race. What that means is that in the time trials next month, there'll be one extra vacancy, one extra opportunity for another horse to qualify for the champion of champions. And in another uh, fine performance, Train Station V shines in the Golden State Million trials, Michael. Yes, that was last Sunday. We had 13 trials for this uh, grade one futurity. And uh, Heath Taylor, the trainer of Impressum, has taken over the training of this uh, newcomer to California train station V, who shipped in from Riadoso, where he had a very productive summer finishing second in the Million Dollar Rainbow Futurity and second in the $3 million All-American Futurity. And he pulverized the opposition, Bob, 
in a stunning trial victory, almost a fifth of a second faster than the next quickest qualifier. That is a significant difference in time for a quarter horse trials. So he will be strictly the one to beat come the final. It was a dazzling performance. John Lindo, I know there's a carryover you're interested in tonight. Right, that's the story for the racing tonight. Michael, we've got a carryover in the pick six, the traditional pick six, $58,000 to see the pool to begin the night. Yes, and I tell you what, John, it's no picnic. It's not going to be that easy, you would expect, with a big carryover that uh, pretty much all combinations would be covered. But you're going to have to go deep in a lot of the races. I think it's a very interesting sequence. And uh, it's not beyond the realm of possibility. We could be looking at something phenomenal tomorrow night. But uh, it's uh, a 10-race card with even good-sized fields in the early pick four. And uh, the pick six will commence with race five. And, Michael, with the 11-race card at Santa Anita and their earlier 1230 post, what is first post time tonight and tomorrow at Los Al? I forgot to check. <laughs> well, let me see if I can find him while we're talking. Sensation. As, as soon as you came on asking about the pick six, I knew I was sunk. I knew I'd forgotten something. First post tonight, Michael, just so you're there, Michael, first post tonight at 6 p.m. Oh, good. I'll, I'll make sure I'm in the booth right then. Yeah, thanks. Michael, how about a pick for tonight? You didn't forget that, I hope. No, I didn't forget that, nor can I forget the nose defeat for my horse last week, who was 6-1 to one on the morning line, too sweet for you. The same margin I lost by about a month earlier with a 7-1 to one shot called Escalated. So uh, we're due to get on the smiling end of a photo finish. Look, in race 8, a 300-yard allowance for 3-year-olds and up, there's an 8-1 to one shot on the morning line, I think, as an overlay. Number one, Lisbon Crystal. I did pick this horse in the uh, on the radio show last year. He's won one time. I, I picked him once. So he doesn't own me anything. He came up a long layoff with two decent performances. Third start as a three-year-old. I think he's primed to do something at good odds. He gets the same jockey uh, who won on him back last summer. And uh, Lisbon Crystal, race eight, number one, is worth a play at 8-1. to one. The horse drawn next to him in gate 2 has a tendency to drift or lug outwards and that might open a nice path for him and I think he might be able to overcome the inside draw and get involved at good odds. Let's get him home, Michael. No dirty noses tonight and uh, we'll check in with you again next week. All right, that was Michael Rona and John. Uh, we're about out of time. I want to thank Derek. He did a great job inside for us today in studio. Mike Wilman's here tomorrow from 8 to 10. Stay tuned. Andy Harris, the SoCal Restaurant Show. First post at Santa Anita. Don't forget, 1230 today for that 11 race card. Good luck out at the races. Hope you cash some tickets. And we'll talk to you again next Saturday. Yakety-yak the street and waste your time a day But Mr. Ed will never speak unless he has something to say A horse is a horse, of course, of course And this one will talk to his voice, his horse You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this I am Mr. Ed